0: Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle.
1: That's correct. I got a bachelor's in industrial engineering because I wasn't smart enough to get it in computer science, electrical, chemical, and not smart enough to get it in like mechanical or civil for undergraduate. Yeah. So I went to project management right
0: there you go and you mentioned about you were being taught to save hey look my parents did the same thing too we were frugal it's investing i drank the kool-aid too. invest in your 401k and save and get a good job and you know hopefully you retire when you're 65 and you'll have enough money to live for the next 20 or some odd years what did you do with that you saved up the 80 grand so obviously there was some benefits there you learned those lessons what is it? You, you said you bought a house with the 80,000. Did you buy a rental property? Or did you buy your main residence?
1: Yeah. I bought the main residence first because that's what everybody says to do. You yeah. know, the escalator of wealth building and, oh, you're paying rent. throwing money down the tube, which in my opinion is totally false. I don't know where people get that from, but I've blindly followed the dogma and bought a house to live in. And here this 20 something year old kid is living there all of himself. And he's traveling 100% for work. So what does a cheapo do? But I started to rent it out and I just lived off the company dime, living in hotels for several years up straight. And I I tell people, it's not what you make, what your top black income is. It's more what you save. And now it's making close to six figures, but like nothing like how kids are making these days or I know a lot of your guys are making like two, 300 plus thousand. A lot of my clients make over five hundred, six hundred thousand 600,000 as doctors. Um, it's all what you net. And at that time making a hundred grand, I was able to save sometimes 80, $90,000 a year, just paying taxes basically. <laughs> so all that money went to buying more and more rentals. After that first one, I got that taste of cash. So I was like, wow, the, the Tenants paying down my mortgage. I'm getting the equity appreciation there. I'm getting cash flow, which I can feel like I can finally spend it because it feels like free money. And then I'm getting the tax benefits and then the appreciation too, which I don't really count on because I don't believe in gambling on appreciation and be boring cash flow. But when you add those four up, you're making like 20, 30% plus annual returns on your money. And I was like, why the heck am I doing this 8 to 10% 401k nonsense?
0: Cool. Yeah, great insight. So it sounds like you had a pretty significant mindset shift early in your W-2 career. And that really helped you understand that, hey, there's I can leverage my W-2 job. You're out traveling. You're not really there. So you just said, hey, let's rent this thing. And you got a taste of the passive income. And then you started acquiring some more properties we talk about that a little
1: and before i go any further i know people have heard this before we're not talking about wholesaling and flipping houses to me that's what you do when you're broke for many of us with good paying jobs and we're busy managing our like our day jobs we don't get fired (laughs) doing this stuff on the side um you know, it needs to be passive. So I was buying these, what they call turnkey rentals. Sometimes folks out, out there, like the flyover states where the numbers work way better. One of the things we look for, even today when I buy large apartments is like this 1% rent to value ratio. So you take the monthly rents divided by the purchase price and it needs to be 1% or higher for the numbers to work for it The cash. Why is cash so important? Well, obviously you get paid every month. and But in case of a recession, you're not out on the cold, right? You can pay your debt service. We we don't really look at like loan the value, we look at debt service coverage ratio for some more sophisticated investors out there, of uh, mm-hmm. debt service coverage ratio one point two five or greater. Like going into these types of deals, you know, it's typically not going to be where you live. Most of my clients live in Washington, California, New York. It ain't gonna be there. Those are called primary markets. So I was buying in a lot of these secondary and tertiary markets, like Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Memphis, Little Rock, places like that. Not the funnest places to go and visit, but they have these great rent to value ratios that allow you to cash flow. They don't appreciate it as much, but you know, I don't really care about that. I would care more about cash flow. So Correct. I started to buy all these turnkey rentals and just all my money plowed to just down payments on these things over the next several years.